Our only hope is your message through the radio and our faith in the Lord. Please continue to broadcast to us. This is Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd, along with Ed Cannon, president of FEBC. And Ed, we're very excited about the story that's going to be told today. I'm more excited than you are, Wayne. This is one of my all-time favorite stories. I can't get through this story and listening to the voice of this man without getting a lump in my throat. It's that important mm. to me, and I hope that we'll be able to express that to you today. All right, we're going to tell it in three parts. It comes to us from Southeast Asia. Now, before we hear from him, let's talk about our ministry in Southeast Asia. It's pretty extensive. There's a lot of oppression there by uh, unfriendly governments that don't want the gospel broadcast in. We've been broadcasting for decades into this country, and shortwave radio would have been the way this man was first listening. And now we have other platforms by which they can get the message But he has written us letters over the years, Mm -hmm. and the letters come in stages. So there's three separate letters that probably come over the course of nine months or a year. And this is typical for listeners responding to us, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, There's essentially no church in the rural areas of these countries. So the only contact many of these listeners have is through the radio. And if they have questions, if they have uh, discussions that they want to have about faith, the radio is the only way they can do that. And they write into us. In those early days, it was handwritten. Nowadays, it's many emails and or text messages. But the content is what matters here. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hear the first letter that was received. It's being voiced by one of our staff members. And uh, I want you to listen carefully to what this man wrote to us. The other day, by chance, I visited a neighbor. He was listening to FEBC on the radio. So I joined him and found out that your broadcast is very interesting. I would like to listen more to your teaching about God and the Bible. But I don't have a radio, and I can't afford to purchase one. If it's possible, may I ask for a small radio? so that I can listen to your broadcast. Let me unpack that letter just a little bit. Mm -hmm. First, he says, I went to visit a neighbor who was listening to FEBC radio. This happens to us so often. People that don't have radios or haven't tuned into FEBC hear our broadcasts by accident which is why it's so important to our broadcasters that every program we do is quality, is good, and it's expressing the Word of God, because it might be the only opportunity a person in one of these countries has to hear God's Word. And it generated an interest in his heart. Oftentimes, people ask us for radios. They know that FEBC has, over the years, distributed radios. So this man's Interest was piqued by hearing a neighbor's radio, Okay, and he turned to FEBC and said, may I ask for a small radio? Yeah. I love the fact that he used the word small. Yeah, he's asking very humbly, isn't he? I I don't need a big fancy radio, just a small radio. (laughs) Well, as you can imagine, he did get a radio through FEBC, so let's pick up the story there. This is letter number two when he wrote to us. I was very excited when I received a wide-up radio from your ministry. 
Thank you for giving me the means to listen to your program. Because of this, every day we are able to grow steadily in our faith. In my opinion, every single program is so nurturing to my soul, and that is why I often tune into FEBC. Please pray for us. Despite our numbers, we face a lot of persecution. The government sees us as enemies. We know, however, that despite that officials do to us, we will continue to praise the name of Jesus. Our only hope is your message through the radio and our faith in the Lord. Please continue to broadcast to us as we depend upon it daily. There's so much in this letter, Wayne, that I want to share. Okay. First, he says a wind-up radio. That means we sent him a radio that has the ability to have its own power yeah, generated. doesn't require batteries. So we're sending it to an area, obviously, where FEBC's broadcasters understood that very few of the people living there had power in their homes to charge batteries mm-hmm. or plug in a radio. The second subtlety of what he wrote in his letter that I'd like to point out is he said, we are able to grow. Because you sent me the radio, we are able to grow, not I am able to grow. And this is so typical of many people in these areas. When we give one radio out, it's not for one person. A radio is such a special item in a community that people gather together to listen. Obviously, this man is some form of a leader in the community Mm -hmm. because he's speaking on behalf of the collective we. I can envision a small rural home, probably with a thatched roof in the middle of the jungle. There's chickens running all around in the yard. Well, you and I have seen this, haven't we? We, We've we've been there, Wayne. Probably a pig in the backyard. (laughs) Typically, it doesn't smell too good. (laughs) However, the people are always very enthusiastic. When someone turns on the radio, everyone goes quiet and they listen. Mm. And he said, because I have a radio, we are able to grow. Then he goes on to say, pray for us because of the difficulties here. He's saying, I need your support, not only your word that comes through the radio, but we need your support to be bold, to be courageous, to fight against the propaganda and oppression that the government are forcing on us. And then he says, my favorite line in this letter, your broadcasts are our only hope, Mm. our only hope. You think, they have nothing else to place their faith in. They, they, they don't have comfortable lives. They don't have steady jobs. They don't even have confidence that their health is going to continue. Their only hope is in God's word. And then he says, please continue the broadcast. Can you imagine our staff when he said, your broadcasts are our only hope. Please continue. Do you think they're going to stop? No. Do you think they're going to be discouraged no. or get tired and say, I can't do a broadcast today because it's too difficult? No. His only hope is in our broadcasts. And please continue. So uh, uh, once again, Wayne, just like I said at the beginning of this, this is such an emotional plea to me. Yeah. It inspires not only our staff, it inspires you and I yeah. to say there's nothing we wouldn't do 
to reach out to people like this man to give them the only hope he's got. What an honor for us to share this actual letter we received or series of letters we received from this man in Southeast Asia. Well, let's let's go back to uh, the third one now. And uh, we've got some more things to say about uh, what he said to us. Let's listen. I have accepted Jesus Christ into my heart, but the government tells me I am prohibited from becoming a Christian. They say that Christianity should not be practiced because it is not only a false religion, but an American religion. I know they are wrong. We thank the Lord for your daily teachings. By listening to your words, we now know there is someone who loves and cares about us and was willing to die for our sins. Keep the good news coming. Remember, we have no pastor and no Bibles. We are hungry for God's Word more than anything else in this world. I regret that I came to know the Lord so late in life and that I had to endure so much suffering without Him. Because of your broadcast, I now have a peace in my heart which I never had before. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Wow, that is amazing, Ed. Here's a man who went from being curious and hearing the Word of God over a neighbor's radio He went all the way to believing and becoming a follower of Jesus Christ, and then even beyond that, being concerned for his community, that they would come to Christ as well. Mm. That's amazing. He said, we hunger for God's word more than anything in this world. And if that's not an absolute testimony to his commitment to Jesus Christ, I don't know what else you could say that's more powerful. We hunger for God's word more than anything in this this world. It it shames me, honestly, Wayne, because I, I want to have faith that's that sincere and that pure. I could listen to that line a hundred times and still get a tear in my eye thinking about these people in those circumstances and how strong his faith has become in such a short period of time. Nothing is more powerful than the gospel of Jesus Christ. And nothing is more important to FEBC than to proclaim that truth in a pure and exact way. He said, your word has what's driven us to have faith. It's not our word. It's that our broadcasters are accurately conveying Christ's words, the truth of the gospel. And he thanks the Lord for the privilege he has for that. Wow, what a lesson for all of us. Indeed. We have so much to learn from these dear people. Listen, Ed, uh, we mentioned that it was actually the voice of one of our staff members reading that man's Mm. letter. Mm. There's more to that story, too, isn't there? Yeah, he's a dear man. He's been broadcasting with FEBC since the early 70s, before the Vietnam War. Uh, His own personal testimony is gripping, as during the war he was— Uh, trying to escape the government because they knew he was a pastor. They knew he was teaching God's word. They didn't like it. He was shot at. Um, Just an amazing testimony of faith. And still to this day, that man sits in our studios and puts together uh, broadcasts uh, where he's 
teaching God's word to his own people, and it's still going out over the radio. I Mm. wish I could introduce you to him and let you meet him, because just to hear this man's voice and see the joy in his face for knowing that he's still able to reach out to answer questions of this man that we heard writing the radio and others like him. Wow. Mm. Mm. Do you think the man who read the letter knows the man who wrote the letter? Yeah, he has met him. And uh, they tell that story that he knows the person that wrote the letter and he's visited his village. And he goes on to say, but that's just one. I have met thousands of people in my country who have depended on their radio broadcasts for all these decades and heard the voice so that they have joy of Jesus in their hearts. And once again, we hunger for God's word more than anything on this earth. And if on my deathbed, Wayne, I could say to my family that I have hungered for God's word more than anything on this earth, wow, I I can't imagine a more defining statement for a life well-lived than that. Yeah, that's a legacy. That would be a tremendous legacy. Well, and thank you for bringing this story to us here today. This is why we've created this podcast, Until All Have Heard, because these stories need to be told. We need to learn from these believers in other parts of the world who pay such a high price for their faith. You know, I'm sitting here, Wayne, thinking about like six or eight more stories just like this that I can't wait to share. (laughs) We don't have time to do it today, but let me encourage you. If this is of an interest to you, please come back and listen to more, because we have dozens hundreds, thousands of stories just like this about the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ to transform lives and how people around the world respond to it. Ed, we heard such a powerful story here today. And as you said, there are so many more. We've done our best to put some of these on the website. I hope our listeners will go to that website, febc.org, because these stories are there, sometimes even in video form. And it gives us an idea how to pray for these folks. It's hard for me to imagine that this is what I'm doing for a job, because telling these stories (laughs) and sharing with people that might listen to this podcast, the opportunity that I've had to see what God is doing in some of the most remote places in the world is such a joy. It's an absolute joy. And when we look at the news today, you can get all discouraged about all these kinds of things. But let me assure you, there are millions of people around this planet, even today, who are in difficult circumstances and who are listening to radio and hearing the word of God and their lives are being transformed. And it is such a beautiful and untold piece of news. Let me encourage you. We're going to continue saying those things on this program until all have heard. Thanks for bringing it to us today here, Ed. Would you pass the word around about this podcast being available until all have heard? Share the link with friends who would be interested in the work of the Far East Broadcasting Company. For Ed Cannon, I'm Wayne Shepard. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for the next edition of Until All Have Heard.